you never got a chance to hear my side of the story. We were divided. She had fish fries and cookouts for my child's birthday. I'm not invited. Despite it, I show her the utmost respect when I fall through. All you do is defend that lady when I call you. Yeah, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. I am for real. Never meant to make your daughter cry. I apologize a thousand times. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. I am for real. <laughs> Never meant to make your daughter cry. Continue, Pod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Continue podcast episode 95. Hello, everybody. We've never done an outcast song. No, we haven't. Yeah. Which is for like well, criminal. But I mean, when one thinks slow jam. I know. Yeah. Slow jam is not, you don't typically think of Big Boy uh, and and Andre yeah. laying down the law. Miss Jackson is a flub. Like, that's not a slow jam. That's just, no. it's just a jam. But you know how we do. Uh, everybody, my <laughs> name is Anthony John Agnello. I host the show with two amazing human beings, one of which is Stav Roberts. Dave Roberts. Merry Gamer Christmas to you. Uh, <laughs> also may, with you. May, may, may your dreams be filled with uh, monster energy drink and controller skins. Mm, That's no, I'm, 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 I don't know about you guys. I'm tired of this war on gamer Christmas with all these sub events. It's all oh, summer games fest and the Keelys and it's all E3. Back in my day, E3 used to mean something. It used to be <laughs> you wake up months later and find a magazine in your mailbox and read. You would get like the crappy off CRT screenshots of a game That's that right. would never come out. That's right. That's right, baby. I, I don't want to hear about your your summer of games programming IGN. I don't want... It's E3! Don't... <laughs> I can't do, like, a Judge Janine Pirro. Like, I can't, like, talk... Like, Hannity it. I, like... Disgusting people to war. <laughs> I can't... I can't get the appropriate anger for the war on E3 bit. Uh... That other person questioning her life choices and who she chooses to associate <laughs> with is none other than Susan Arndt. May E3 be with you. <laughs> and with you as well. <laughs> and also with your spirit. And I just... The, the controller skin line, Dave, it's just... I am, I am physically back in the convention center and in a very specific <laughs> spot of the convention center and I, and I feel the stickiness of the air and everything has that kind of base smell to it. Yeah. Oh, Shout out to Kencha Hall. Oh, Kencha Hall. I loved Kencha Hall. Kencha yeah. Hall was great. Not only because it had weird stuff in it, but because it was uh, underground, the, the, the hall was uh, sub-level, mm -hmm. it was cool. It was always yeah. cool in there, and there was a place you could get a slice of pizza for lunch. So this is a bummer. I never got to do. Kenshaw. I started writing for him. I never he had connections. I was able to go to E3. I was like been freshly so eighteen damn. years old. I know. I know. Uh, Susan, what was your first E three? Oh, uh, got like year wise. Yeah. Oh, it was like seven or six. Six, I think. Six. Yeah, that's a good year. Two thousand six. Good year. I'd, I'd actually have to to look it up. 
Because, uh, oh, wait, I can, no, I can't. Uh, okay, so, so I went a couple of years with a, a, a volunteer site that I worked for. This is before I started writing for 1UP, before Wired, like early, early proto season. And um, so, fun fact, the AEW ref, Brittany, was on wrote for me she was on my team and she got engaged at e3 because she was a a producer she's a video game producer and uh well she was studying to be one at the time and then she became one she worked on scribblenauts and now now she is a professional wrestling referee on tv every week and also producing their video game for them so yeah, she got engaged at E3, and I have a picture of that year. So, uh, I don't know. So, whenever Brittany got engaged, like, whenever. two years before that, that's my first one. That's the most amazing career arc I've ever heard right? in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, she's a remarkable, that's, remarkable woman. That's incredible. Yeah, my first E3 was uh, right after uh, the year known as the Terrible Mistake. Uh, Santa Monica? So, yeah, I, okay. so 2008 was Santa Monica. We're doing something. We're stretching our legs out this E3. We're just <laughs> sitting around the couch. Come on over. Come hang out. It's fine. Exper- Don't worry about that. Experiencing state. E3 2008 from a distance is one of my favorite things because Ken Levine oh, yeah. was late for a pres- like a stage presentation for 2K Games. It was a year after uh, Bioshock came out. And he was like gonna be like talking about like the PlayStation 3 version or something. And he was late. And the reason he was late was like he was like, Yeah, you know, it was Wednesday. And so I was picking up my comics, because I never miss new comics day. Nice. And then I couldn't remember where I was supposed to go in Santa Ma if I was supposed to go to the hangar. Yeah. Oh and god, I got the hangar. St- right. And he got stuck in traffic. And, like, he's talking about this on stage. That's awesome. It's like, wow, I don't think they thought this through. So I went the year after. 2003, 2009 was my first E3. And, like, so it was, like, still real E3, but it wasn't, like, extra strength E3. Like, Kenja Hall was gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. E3 was that person that, like, had a heart attack and was trying to get healthy. Like, trying to get, like, back back in shape. Someone, Uh, I remember that year, called it... You know how when you go to your high school at the summer and you're walking through the halls and it's like, it's your high school, but also not. That's what E3 was like that year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But like, I got, I got to do it all at my very first one. Like I actually got the for real Nintendo press conference. Nice. Uh, Just me like sandwiched between a bunch of Brazilian retail reps, like a lot of people speaking Portuguese. Okay, I, I, I cheered along with everybody else when Other M got announced. Um, <laughs> oh my god, I remember when, that. I remember yeah. that. I remember that. At oh, the time, yep. we didn't know. Yeah, we, we didn't know. know. There's a lot we didn't know that show because it like it went it went new Super Mario Brothers Wii, yay! Super Mario Galaxy Two, yay! Vitality. Yeah, sensor. I was gonna say that was the, <laughs> that was the year the Vitality, vitality sensor. sensor year. Right? <laughs> fucking Vitality sensor. What is this? I'm, okay, wait. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm like been mentally trying to put myself in. Uh, okay. 
I did previews for the first Phoenix Wright and Trauma Center on DS. That was, I think, my second D3. That's got to be, that's got to be 2005. Okay. It has to be. Okay. Okay. Then, yeah, my my first one was probably like 2004. If if you it, like if it was 2006, you'd remember because 2006 was the first Wii one, and that was like it. Oh it no, no no no! I've been going for a while at that point. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else was at that 2000. So okay, <laughs> my Sony of E3 2009 was the best. We got the announcement of Final Fantasy 14 Vanilla, oh, which no. nearly destroyed Square Enix. Right. We got the very first public trailer. <laughs> Of the Last Guardian, a game that wouldn't oh, come out for seven years. Yep. And guys, E3 2009 was the announcement. It was Sony's killer app for the PlayStation 3. They got <gasps> that Rockstar exclusive Agent. The big reveal. Oh, the logo. I remember that. Agent. I remember that. Yeah. And Resident Evil PSP, a- an amazing game that just killed when it came out for real in the oh, real world as a real it game. Did. So good. <laughs> My favorite thing was uh, sub- like subsequent interviews with Jack Tretton, and people would just interview, like, ask him, like, "So when's Agent coming out?" And he's yeah. always just like, "You gotta ask Rockstar. That's not me anymore, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's all on them now." <laughs> so anybody listening, I guess you can tell that we are recording this uh, mere hours before E3 programming starts. The Microsoft and Bethesda. Showcase is you don't, going you don't, live literally the you moment don't count we stopped Ubisoft's doing this. Cavalcade of Whimsy is E3. Uh, who? Who? U- Ubi. Ubisoft. Who? who? Okay. All right. <laughs> they, you wait. They, they mean the people that used to make Far Cry? They still exist. Yeah. Oh. Is, oh. They make TV yeah, shows yeah. now. It's fine. I. Uh, what? Oh, okay. Legitimate question. When was the last time you guys played a Ubisoft game that wasn't Assassin's Creed? Well, start... first of all, I haven't played Assassin's Creed since 2. Right. <laughs> right. So, okay. Susan, in your case, what was the last time you played anything that Ubisoft was legally involved with besides Mario and Rabbids? Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that would be Assassin's Creed 2. <laughs> and Dave, Dave, you play Assassin's Creed, but like Watch Dogs 2... And that was I played a little bit. Of I played. Uh, I've actually started playing Far Cry Five because it was like fifteen dollars, oh. and sometimes you just need a thing t- to move your thumbs to while you listen to a podcast before bedtime. Yeah, there you go. Fair enough. You just need. They to, make. The, they, they make. They good. make perfect podcast listening video games. Oh wait, yes. no, I played Black Flag. <laughs> Susan, that was eight years ago. <laughs> Well, that, I, I'm just saying it's been it's been more recent than two. It was four. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. And I quit playing because I'm like, there's too much crap on the map, and I don't want to chase sea shanties. Thank you. Oh my god, there's so it's just like getting a job. That's the first thing <laughs> yeah. that happens in Black Flag. You show up for a new job, and then it's like, welcome to the amazing pirate world of Assassin's Creed. Here's a fucking job. Yeah, go get so- your sea shanties. Thanks, guys. Great. I hope you're getting all the useful data on me. So, yes, uh, we're, we're moments away from Microsoft, and then uh, later today is Square Enix. And so what's what's on your guys' minds? Susan, like, I, I, are you 
champing at the bit for Starfield? Or do you want all the Bethesda goods? All the like, Bethesda what's... things. Just all. Just give me all the Bethesda news. I am such a ridiculous horror for them. It's just, and which is weird because I keep trying to play main Fallout games. I don't like them. <laughs> I, I, sh- I should. I don't. Uh, I loved Fallout 76. I played, I think, 200 hours of it and also played the Battle Royale and won once. So I went out on a high. But, like, I don't actually play other than Skyrim. I, did, I don't like it. I, I say having played about 60 hours of it. But so I want I want the next thing right because it's the yeah. weird shit that they do like dishonored dishonored 2 pray basically ar- just show me something from arcane thank you <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm i'm on that team i am i like you guys i i, I mean we we've talked about our bethesda relationships uh on this show quite a bit i'm always there for whatever arcane does i'm always there for yep. whatever arcane does i'm always there for whatever the fuck machine games does like so the fact that we might get to see like just like some kind of concept presentation for Machine Games Indiana Jones thing. Oh, hot death, sign, hot death. Sign, sign sign me right up. Um I refuse to let myself get excited about Deathloop until it's a real game. Yeah, that's uh, fair. That's fair. I know it, I or I have all the reason in the world to trust Arcane, but every time I've seen footage of that game, I'm like that looks like uh like it looks like something that was like announced in year one of PS2 and then got canceled and no, like every now and again people bring it up as trivia. It's like thrill kill or, or like a like, like a StarCraft ghost or something. Yeah, like a StarCraft ghost. I'm like I don't, mm. I don't know. Like I don't know what this is. Uh, but yeah, like the the other stuff, Starfield and and Elder Scrolls Six. I don't know. I I, I want the ancillary. Studios. Are you guys are you guys prepared to buy Xboxes uh, in response to Bethesda's to. video games? Yeah, I have to. I have <clears throat> to. I, I whenever the next uh, Elder Scrolls comes out, I will want to play it. However, I end up liking because here's the thing: what I didn't like about Skyrim was the setting. I just don't like snowy mm. landscapes. Mm. Oblivion had all these, you know, there was a, there, you know, you would go to Bruma and that was the snowy area, but it was swamps and it was desert and then it was the suburbs and all of these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, I, and I loved that. I absolutely loved that. So to stick it all in the snow for Skyrim, I was like, I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> Give like whatever comes next, I'm into it. I will at least you know, because it's the, the the gameplay and the story I'm into. Just don't just just don't stick it in the snow again. Yeah, yeah. Dave, what are where are you on the the Microsoft train? Like I I, I I've heard there's there's a rumor that that they like might stealth drop Psychonauts two today. Like, oh really? Well, I've I've yeah, heard that. I've heard. Well, I what I've heard is that. Um. They're either like either stealth drop or they're gonna say, "Hey, you can preload it now, and it's out in September or something." I, oh, okay, right. wait. I have a question, genuine question. I, I and I ask this having not played Rhombus of Ruin. Psychonauts was such a moment in time. Yes. Yeah. I'm genuinely concerned about Psychonauts too because the 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 warmth and love has only compounded 
the further mm-hmm. we've gotten away from Psychonauts. And I'm just, I'm really worried that it was just lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Right place, mm-hmm. right time, right whimsy, right art style, right all that. Because the gameplay wasn't that great. I direct your attention to the meat circus. They fixed that. <laughs> did they fix that? Did they fix for the, the PC? The, like a recent, like a recent. It was like ten years ago, but when they like, <laughs> released it on on Steam, they updated the the meat circus to be less of a meat grinder. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, they actually they they fixed it a bit. Okay. Uh, I finished that on original Xbox yeah. on my my old struggling yeah. original Xbox. Same same. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel. I feel kind of the same way about Beyond Good and Evil 2 in the sense that at least like Psychonauts mm-hmm. 2 is going to come out. Uh, but Beyond Good and Evil 2 just like felt like such a moment in time and their idea to follow it up with this thing <sighs> that that's not happening. Yeah. It's never coming. I mean, now Now that Michelle Ansel's gone because of the whole like the purge of management that they did because everyone was just awful. Wait, uh, what, was Michelle Ansel awful? Yeah, I well, the the he was not specifically implicated in any of the yeah. stuff that I've I've seen, but from what I've heard, like people were alleging that he was just like kind of a shitty person to work with. Yeah, nuts. Oh. It wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't a predator. He was just um like abusive, crazy ego. Like oh, that I believe one hundred percent. Yeah, just like what, what's right. what's her what's her face from uh from the Devil Wears Prada like yelling at people to get yeah. get him steak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am the artist. You do everything that I come. I don't know. Dude, why he's, he's that's German. that's German. That's, he's, that's very German. German. <laughs> very German. <laughs> I can't do a French accent. <laughs> I guess not. Okay, well, all right. Be a very different Rayman would be a very different game if he was German. <laughs> Just be Rayman organizing oh, Rayman. his home. I do not have arms or legs. I want to make sure everything's at the right spot. And then orderly home. Um. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Just like it's a very like different. Of Rayman just getting all the looms and just like lining up. Just and nobody's like, got an apothecary cabinet and each drawer has a little loom in it. He's <laughs> <laughs> straightening okay. the pictures on the wall. <laughs> <sighs> Alright. So anyway, in summary, I don't think Psychonauts 2 is going to be that good. I'd love to be I, wrong. Yeah. I, I I want to be there, like I want to be like on the hype train for it. <sighs> this is this is the other thing. Mm. Even if it's like really good gameplay wise, and like yeah. it looks like it's it like when you watch it running, like it looks pretty polished. Comedy writing, mm. comedy at different stages of your life is just different. Yep, and yep. I, like maybe that's a good thing. Maybe like like a Psychonauts produced by people who are twenty years older is is awesome. But I feel like a lot of people are going to be going in expecting like the two thousand five Eric Wolpaw and Tim yep. Schafer show. There's and a name I haven't heard. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> they brought him. They brought him back. Eric Wolpaw fucking wrote this game. He wrote Psychonauts too. Like. It's okay. the first thing he's written since uh, Portal 2, and that was ten fucking years ago. Wow. So, yeah, I, I'm... I will I say, know. Rhombus of Ruin, 
at least gave me hope that it's like, oh, they could do this again. Like, mm. I don't know if they're going to stick the landing or not, but it was like, like playing that game and, you know, maybe it was just being in VR and like getting to look around sure. and see all the characters in front of you. But it was like, oh, yeah, no, that's right. Like, this is cool. And then, like, seeing them, like, take that ending, which was, um, oh, now Raz is a psychonaut and he's going to go off and do his adventures and go, like, this is what his adventures would look like. And playing that, and it, it was neat. Uh, so, mm. like, it's at least, like, I think they could do it. I don't know if mm. it'll, like, yeah, I don't know if it'll hit the same. But I'm also of the mind, like, at, you know, we'll get into this with Ratchet and Clank in a little bit, but uh, I'm of the mind that uh, I want more platformers. I miss them. Mm. And mm. Uh, even, like, an okay one would scratch that itch for me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did not care for playing Rhombus of Ruin. Wait, how had, old is Rhombus of Ruin? Five years. That's what I thought, came out, okay. It, yeah, it came out at the end of 16 with the PSVR. Right, right, okay. And... Uh, I like. I just didn't like like the way it was. Like, here's a VR point and click adventure. I just found it very frustrating. Um, but like the vibe was right. Like yeah. all the characters sounded like the characters, and like it was very like warm and funny, and it just was cool. But like again, like there were some nostalgia goggles even then. Mm-hmm. No, that's uh, the VR helmet that you had on. It was. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, but I put like a I put like a PSM magazine on the PSVR, okay. so it was it was actual nostalgia. Project. Right. There you go. Um, I'm trying to think of like actual Microsoft stuff, uh, not non Bethesda like. Yeah, that we would they're be probably about. gonna they're probably gonna show Halo. Carl be there. Hey, Carl hey, definitely be there. Hey, have Carl. Halo. Halo is twenty years old. Mm-hmm. Twenty. Yes, That's not That's okay. Right. No, that's <laughs> not that's not the future anymore. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird feeling. Here's the thing. Okay, and maybe this is this is just my particular perspective. I absolutely know that there are games in that franchise, other than the original, that are genuinely good games. Uh, ODST oh, sure. springs to mind for sure. It, but but the, but the love. You know the the attachment is to Halo One and Two. No. Uh, I honestly think that the love at this point is not attached to a single part of like the canon of Halo. Okay, okay, okay. I think people like Halo, but they like it sort of you know amorphously. It, it is a mm, love like the of... way people like Star Wars. Like the way people like Star Wars, okay. right? Exactly. Okay. It's, it's it's. I like that floaty joke. I like thing. that energy grenade. Yeah. I like yeah. Yeah. Okay. They, they think about the the good time that they had playing it X and like there's right, right, a right, huge right. number of people that's like Halo Three multiplayer or it's messing around in uh, the Forge or or, or yep. all of these different things like. The, the weird thing is, is Microsoft fucked up that series so dramatically. And it was just, it was just a victim of management, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to make a TV hit. show. We're going to, it's uh, going to yeah. cross media. Halo got <laughs> borked, not because of like, and like, please, everybody stop pointing a finger at 343 Industries. They had nothing to do with it. 343 Industries. And just think about the timing. 
Because Halo 4 was 2012, and that was peak Don Matrick mm. period. And that was peak them hiring uh, Nancy Tellum from CBS yep. uh, to plan the Xbox One. And so Halo and Halo 5 and all, you know, lost, they, they, they became malnourished because of business machinations. And I think Infinite is being made by it, people who are working in good faith. I, I mm-hmm. just don't know if it's going to be enough. I hope it is. I hope it's exciting. Mm. Um, oh, maybe there'll be a new, some gears. Yeah, gears. More meaty do rag guys. Let it die. Honestly, just <laughs> people. Let, people like it. I don't know. People don't are know. meatheads who need to experience better things. <laughs> <laughs> just let's, let's stop it. <laughs> just, they need to like. I like that Gears Five was literally just called Gears Five. Like it's not Gears of War five. Yeah, they're not yeah. pretending anymore. It's just, so the next one should just be called Gers, and it's just G U R Z. Welcome back. Just to call Gers. it G. G. G six. Oh no. G six. Yeah. Oh, no. Susan, that's too good. They're gonna do that now. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but I just uh, I I I. So for many years at this point, Xbox has been. Marketing to frat boys, right? Marketing mm-hmm. to men in certain demo that eighteen to thirty-four demo, one hundred percent. Here is the thing you get if you want to shoot guns with your friends online. And I don't dig on any of that. So mm-hmm. yeah. I I would love to see like you remember uh Xbox Live Arcade. You remember that? The glory oh, did. Yeah. All those weird, little, bizarre things that uh, give me that again, please. Yeah, I, I will. I, I will I say that. I, like, I feel like <laughs> I don't think they'll give it to you. Like, no, the, well, the the core Xbox brand is that it's like we got we got Fable, we got Halo, we got Car, <laughs> we got the Chainsaw Gun. That's it. And like, they have some more stuff, but like, like the, those are like the the pillars of of yeah. the Xbox Studios. And now they have Bethesda. They can you know um, they can branch out a little bit. But I think in the last couple of years, Game Pass has given them that opportunity to be like, like it, it's it doesn't differentiate them in the sense that it's like, oh, those games will be everywhere. Like they'll be on Steam, they'll be on mm-hmm. PlayStation, they'll be. But they'll hey, you know what? We're showing off these weird indie games, and they're on Game Pass day one. And I think like mm. that. That's the stuff that I like seeing. Like I don't. I don't get like okay, car car game. I like Forza Horizon not enough to like care about it on an E3 stage. Yeah. But um, yeah, show show me the weird indie stuff. I like what uh, obligatory weeb game are they going to show this year? There you go. Because um, those are always interesting. Like I, there and there are the rumors that like Kojima's inking a deal with Microsoft. Maybe we'll. I don't know if we'll see that. Mm-hmm. Probably, probably not. It's probably, probably not, not ready. I don't, I don't think so. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I, those guys are still working on Death Stranding. Like they're Kojima, whether whether uh, the world likes it or not, is now in the same boat as people like Yacht Club Games and every other successful indie, which is we got to keep supporting the thing that we've finished so that we can keep making money on that, and then four or five years down the line, we can release something else. Uh, there's other E3 stuff though that you guys are pumped about. You guys, there's finally like actual news 
about the hand crank machine. Yes. The hand crank machine. Uh, it's an audio format, but I'm doing it for you guys. I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing the crank. Um, the Playdate exists uh, two, two full years after its Edge magazine cover story. They showed it, and are, you guys are even more pumped than you were two years ago. Uh, well, yes. Yeah, they, yeah. they uh, showed games for it. And here's, here's the thing. Okay. I'm, I know myself. A lot of my anticipation of this, of this platform is because it's freaking adorable. It's tiny, and it's bright yellow, and I love that. But what, I, what I'm really interested in is that freaking crank because I love how developmental weirdness comes from you got it here like because remember once upon a time the touchscreen on the ds was weird and do you remember rub rabbits <laughs> i remember rub rabbits right <laughs> anthony's like, raising his hand <laughs> all <Me>. this <laughs> weird stuff came out of developers going okay we have this new control system what what do we do with it what can we do with it I love that. So, and this is another one of those. I I like the. Uh, I also like the. Um, they're just going to give you like twenty games. Like here's your season of games, whatever. So you're not trying to pick and choose. Like, well, yeah, this one's twenty dollars. Do I get that one or the? Great, love that. And the little dock it sits in. On oh, the dock. Desk. The pen holder. It's so cute. I can't take it. So, yes, I'm very excited about it. Dave, how are you feeling about this thing? Because you have a different perspective. You're now a craftsman. (laughs) You're a portable portable artisan. Uh, I'm I'm way into it. Well, one, I love teenage engineering stuff. They make really, like, they have a synthesizer that, that, that I want, but it's, like, $1,500. Uh, it's too rich for my blood, but it looks really good. It's got that same kind of, like, aesthetic that the Playdate does. It's just got, like, knobs and, like, an LED screen on It's super cool. Anyway, um, so, like, that part about it is really cool. I It just, it reminds me of, like... The era of Nintendo, or the part of Nintendo that comes up with Labo, the part of Nintendo yeah. mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Uh, that comes like like Gunpei Yokoi sitting in in a factory, just like finding random parts around and going like how can I, how can I while away time? And then he comes up with the ma- the the grabby hand thing, and Nintendo sells millions of them. Uh, just like just that that weird kind of uh, like what like. You know, obviously they want it to sell, but rather than going like we're, you know, we're gonna make what everyone makes, we're instead we're gonna take something that we can produce relatively cheaply and use those limitations and find ways to make them interesting. And I think like that—that's the part about it that really speaks to me is just that like what kind, yeah, like what kind of weird shit are they gonna are they gonna make on this thing? Um, the other thing that that. I really like about it is the fact that it's like, I mean, you know, like whatever it's marketing, it's PR, like they're going to say this because this is the story that they have decided to come up with to sell this product. Uh, but just the idea that like, it clearly does feel like a passion project for this company Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. it's like, because the thing like panic, the company that is making this, they've also published a couple they published goose game. They published firewatch. 
they published that Nor N O U R that you play with your food game. It's like a weird art sort of like oh look at how physics messes with ramen noodles. Oh right 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 uh, yeah 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 yeah. But they made their money on Macintosh apps for developers. That's where huh. that's where I think the majority of their revenue comes. They they make like coding software that hmm. Macintosh de- app developers use. And uh, talking with some of the developers in my job, like that's where they know the company. And they really like one of the guys that I work with, like really likes their stuff. And he saw the playlist. Oh, they're making a thing. So like having them having this company where it's like it's not like the Ouya where it's like we are all mm. in on the Ouya. And if this thing fails, like well, fuck man so like and you realizing that you have to change your business strategy to appeal to more people because this is all you've got with this it feels like this is just like this is the thing that we want to make we want to make a game where interesting developers can make interesting games for this weird little thing that doesn't have the like it has a good screen but it's not the best it's not even backlit uh it has two buttons and a d-pad and a crank just make weird shit and them having the confidence to be able to like make that the vision and not have it like appeal to like you know mass appeal like we don't have we don't need to get Activision to make a Call of Duty game for this thing like like right. Nintendo would on the DS or whatever um, that is the cool part to me I think it's just like they like let, let's just see where this weird thing goes so yeah I'm in it it sucks that there is. The the idea of video game as toy has almost completely vanished from the space mm. because none of the consoles are toys. Even the Switch isn't a toy anymore. You know, like there's such a stark difference between, for all of its warts, you know, the launch 3DS when you got that in 2011, and the Switch as it came out in 2017, where it's like, hey, get one. It's got. A pink and a blue handle. That's that's your toy aspect, as opposed to like, here's this thing and shit pops out of the screen. Yeah, you got the AR cards. cards. Yeah, you can take oh, picture of your face. Yeah, and yeah. Like like PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X. Like God bless them. They're not toys. They don't feel like toys. And even VR, like Oculus Quest, doesn't feel like a toy. It feels like a, a very serious piece of technology that mm-hmm. gives you access to content. Uh, <laughs> I do not care for anything but content in my home. When you come in, Rayman likes you to take off your shoes. You come in, you put your shoes on the mat, and then you come in and you engage in content, not to toys in my home. Um, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Playdate, Playdate being a toy is super exciting. Like I think, I think. Can you pre-order it yet? Can you go buy no, this thing? July. July. And they're July. they're doing the thing that I've wanted like like so like Sony, if you want to get rid of your scalper troubles, if you want to just have open pre-orders and then just shift them out as they come in. That's yeah, it. That. And that's what Playdate's doing. They're like, look, we want we're gonna have an initial batch. Uh and if you get one of that initial batch, it'll ship out the end of the year, but we're not gonna close pre-orders. Uh, so if you do get one, you will get one. It just may be later in mm. 2022. And it's like, I feel like having, like setting that expectation up front, totally fine. Totally fine. Like just 
like don't make it a hassle for people to buy a machine yeah it's yeah like they're they're doing pre-orders in july it's gonna be open it's 180 dollars, which is a little bit higher than i expected but also like that's just the times that we live in like i feel that's anal- way less i feel I like analog is kicking themselves for selling the pocket at 200 dollars right now oh, I, mm. i'm still i'm still shocked that the pocket was 200 dollars I'm like shocked that the pocket was two hundred dollars. I'm shocked yeah. that the playdate isn't three hundred dollars. Like, well, I mean, keep in mind there's there's going to be zero attached to it, right? Yeah, so exactly. They have to charge more than you would expect because they're mm-hmm. not going to be making it up in games. Yeah, how like do you have to pay for the subscription? Like, as you get like the season of stuff, or is that? I think the first one, the first season, you get. You just get. You just it. get it. Yeah, and then more than likely subsequent seasons you would have to buy. Yeah, yeah they haven't yeah. talked about anything post this, like, 24 games that are coming out with Season 1. Uh, and especially because, like, they, they've also released, like, you want to make games for this thing, there's going to be an app in your web browser. You go to the website, you make the game, you beam it to your play date and you can play it. And my guess is like, you can maybe distribute it too. They had like all of that stuff still feels very ephemeral and like not locked down yet. So I don't like anything beyond this, like 24 games. I don't know what's going to happen with, but like the, you're, Oh, go ahead. No, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. No, it's just like the, and like the, the, the developers that they've got, like Zach Gage is making a game for this. Like, yeah. Like, um, uh, Lucas Pope of Oberdin and Papers Please fame is like his game isn't part of the initial run, but he's working on something. Uh, mm-hmm. So like that's that's the kind of thing to expect. It's like what if we gave interesting developers a thing to make weird stuff? They'll get they'll get me the moment that they announce that um, Pixel Pixel Umahara, the guy that made Cave Story, the moment they have him making something for, oh. for Playdate, then I'll I'll they'll I'll be like shit, I've been outflanked. Uh, so what i was gonna say before is susan your desk is just going to become like a portal to insane clocks because you're gonna have the mario game and and the playdate dock Mm -hmm. right next to each other they have Uh, they have discovered the very very small sliver of my particular brain (laughs) venn diagram where i am obsessed with different clocks and also handheld gaming devices. <laughs> mm, they got that's uh, right there. Oh, Anthony, did you see that they're they're also developing an app for it? Like one of the things that they announced with the dock was that the it will be because it's going to have a Bluetooth stereo speaker in the dock. And one of the apps that they're making is that Poolside FM. Yeah. For the play date. Shit. What? Yeah. <clears throat> yep. The, the, oh, the, the name awesome. change. The name changed to something else. Because it's like it said, like formerly Poolside FM. I forget what it was, what it's called now. But yeah, there. So it's just a Poolside FM. Bl- that's fun. yeah, and it's black and white. So and but and all the menus like that look like those old black and white Macintosh. Like guys, I need another insane piece of hardware on pre-order that yeah. I just dream about showing up. Damn mm-hmm. it! No, mm-hmm. now I'm gonna get one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like that's and that's the thing. Like that's just you, like everything that they say about this game is just like a neat surprise that like no one else would do. 
Yeah, no yeah. one else is doing that. That's that's not even Nintendo because like even Nintendo back in the day was like there's like a business logic to the toy salesmanship, right? right? Yeah. Um, is there anything else in E3 Town that you guys are excited about? We did Microsoft, Bethesda, Playdate. I, I kind of feel like the only things that are are left are. Like, I don't think Capcom's going to actually announce anything. Like, their lineup is just mm. like, here's the stuff we already got. Great Ace Attorney is going to tie it over, you weirdos, uh, in July. <laughs> and, like, maybe there'll be some, like, Resident Evil Village DLC. Um, I know Square Enix is also later today. Uh, there's some cool stuff. Like, that people are saying Guardians of the Galaxy is going to get announced. Oh, and oh it's fun. Like, That's yeah, fun. Yeah, like, by Eidos Montreal. The last Guardians of the Galaxy? Last Guardians of the Galaxy. It's just Gamora finds a big cat. Um, <laughs> I, I'd be like, I, I don't know. Like the thing, the thing that like, worries me about Square's conference is like, I don't know if it's going to be. Oh, hey, check out these cool Final Fantasy games, and we've also got our Ido stuff. Or it's going to be Ido stuff, and maybe no. we show. Because remember, two years ago at the last real E three. Like, they were like, come out for a look at Final Fantasy VII Remake and your first look at the Avengers, and that was all it was billed as. Oh, yeah. And that was like, fucking yo, dog, we're doing Crystal Chronicles, and fucking, like, like all of this weird shit. Yeah. Of it. You're the last get remnant. Scarlet Graces. <laughs> the last remnant. Um, so I, I, I anticipate more of that. Okay. Uh, the only the only thing and like like Final Fantasy I don't want to think about Final Fantasy six sixteen it'll come out when it comes out because it'll just hurt my heart if I think about it now uh, I do want them to be like here's Chrono Cross HD for mm. why do you do this mm-hmm. to yourself mm-hmm. because no because it's time I have a physical copy of Saga Frontier in twenty twenty one that I can put in a Nintendo Switch all bets are off. I- <laughs> You can have anything now. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> um, do you guys... I find myself weirdly not excited about Nintendo, and I can't remember the last time that has ever happened with E3. I... Okay. Lay it on me. The stuff... Okay, so it, it, Nintendo is cyclical, Right. It has right. its its years where it's like, ooh, that's interesting. And then it has, and here's your next Mario, and here's your next <laughs> Zelda, and sure. here's your next Smash Brothers. And I don't care. I, yeah. I, I don't, I could not, literally could not care less about Smash Brothers. I, I'm, I'm kind of over Zelda, honestly. It just... For a little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are probably going to be disappointed with this E3. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I, at this point, maybe I would play a new Metroid, but I don't know. There's other things out there. I just, the things that are, are, are pillars of their mm-hmm. company bore me. So. Yeah, Nintendo, this is another topic and like, you know, we could probably save this for the next episode because I think it'll be relevant then too because there are a couple of things coming out between now and then. But I don't know if you guys have been experiencing this, but for the past four years, my preferred platform has been Switch. 100% bar none. If something comes out, I want to play it on the Switch. Mm. And even multi-platform things. Mm -hmm. The optimization of Switch games has plummeted so hard in the past 18 months that 
like I'm now at a place where things come out and I'm like, I would play this on Switch usually, and now I'm I'm just not. I'm gonna get it for PlayStation because oh, it's wow. not and like not not I'm not talking like your Doom Eternals here. Uh I just a couple of weeks ago they put out a remake of Monster World 4. I don't know if you guys remember this, a Genesis game back in the day. You're like a green-haired genie girl. It's like the game that inspired Shantae many years yep. later. Yep. And so I was excited. They got the original dev team back, and it's the same crew that made Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom for Switch a couple of years ago, which is a okay. fucking incredible game. Runs at 60 frames per second. It's this great exploration action game. Uh, so I picked up this remake of Monster World 4, it is so framey that, like, it made me motion sick. And it's a fucking Ooh. platformer. Ooh. Like, it is a platformer. And it runs like shit. So, shy of, like, Nintendo being like, hey, guys, we're going to make a, a Switch revision that isn't running on tablet tech from 2010. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, the, the moment that I think that, I like, I had that moment was when I got the Bloodstained port for Switch. Oof. Yeah. And, like, like eventually, I think they patched it to a point where it's like at least decent to play now but at, no <laughs> Anthony's just shaking his head no <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah like I got it and it's like like some things you can overlook because of the nature of the platform and you're like okay this like I'm it's okay Blood, I couldn't do it for Bloodstained it was just yeah. it's just it, I ended up playing it like it was on Game Pass and that's where I played it, it was on Xbox yeah. because <sighs> Yeah, it was just real disappointing. But the thing is, it's like Nintendo is also that kind of company where it's like, you would think E3 would be the optimum place for them to announce a Switch Pro, but they won't. They will wait until the middle of July and drop a tweet (laughs) at 5.30 in the afternoon. (laughs) You're not wrong. Out of nowhere, going, look at this, the new, or, you know. Yeah, Switch Switch Pro Revengeance. Yesterday. yeah, pre-orders open. Yeah, so I don't know, man. Like the the way that I approach Nintendo is the way that I think that I've I've approached most E3s uh, at least recently is that if you don't get your hopes up, you can't be disappointed. Uh, mm-hmm. You have you like you cannot like like rumor mill churning is fun. Like it's fun to wish. It's fun to wonder. Sure. But you can't let that dictate your expectations going into E3 because you're only going to be disappointed. Even things that are like seemed like locks, the publisher yeah. could just look at the video and go, it's not ready to show yet, and pull it. Yeah, yeah. And, and then you're just, oh, well, they said that it was going to be there. And, like, the rumor got, like, Jeff Grubb is like, I saw it, it was there. And then, like, for whatever, like, plans change, just on a dime. So just, I'm... That, I'm, that is one thing about the this it not being physically uh, a, a convention is they can just be like, nope, not just, yeah. just take mm-hmm. this video out, put that video in because they're not practicing it. It's not timed. It's all, mm. all that. So yeah, that's a really good point actually. Yeah, they, they don't have this. a booth. They don't have a booth built that they, they have, have to suddenly built. scrap. Yeah. Yep. I, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I, I feel like, my like there's just there's so many games to enjoy already like Mm, i'm playing like three games right now in the middle of e3 when they're talking about all these other games that are coming out and it's just like i'm just i can't get mad at like what gets announced and what doesn't anymore i take things as they come and enjoy what gets made and just i don't know move on find a find another hobby i don't know there there is 
there is, we are guaranteed at least one thing from Nintendo's E3 show that all three of us will be excited about and play, which is Shin Megami Tensei Five is like a lock because the people who run the Japanese website accidentally flipped the switch and put all the <gasps> oh, launch no, information. Oh no! Sure yeah, last last week they were like like no don't. <laughs> Like, oh, they, no. they put up the story synopsis, fresh screens, the launch day, global, cost, global release yeah. in, in oh, November, November this year. They fucked that up. <laughs> but say, we we get new Shin Megami Tensei. Well, all three of us will play that. We'll talk That's to true. demons. That's true. Um, That's true. You know, I was looking at stuff to, to play today. And I and 3 was uh, released recently, yeah, Shin Megami Nocturne. Tensei 3. Yeah. Nocturne. And I was like... Do I really want to go back to Nocturne? And I had that moment. Like, I, it's an amazing game. I, I yeah. still have a physical copy of it. Do I want to go back to that, though? I'm not convinced I do. I So I picked it up and was like, because I've never played Nocturne. Oh, wow, it's, okay. Yeah, I've never played it. I've, I've, I even played the the English translation of one that they put out on iOS, which now you can't fucking play anymore. Thanks, Atlas. I'll give you five fucking dollars. <laughs> I, so, to that uh, end, I always love, like, it seems like every three years there's a story that happens where it's like, Ghost Trick, finally playable on the latest mm-hmm. version of iOS, and then right. they update yeah. it, and then it breaks again. It so. breaks again. But, like, so I was, like, ready to fire up Nocturne. I have it here. And then they were like, no, Shin Megami Tensei Five is out this year in the leak. And I was like, I'll save you for a rainy day, Nocturne. Because <laughs> there ain't no fucking way I'm playing two Shin Megami Tensei. No, no. Yeah, that's just, that's that's giving yourself a job. I got a new part-time job talking to <laughs> Playing Shin Megami. Uh, so that's over here um so actual games that we've been playing we'll we'll definitely talk more about e3 in the next episode once all of the many things have been announced uh but actual games we're playing um before anything else before we we talk about uh the games that we're actively engaged in let's talk about games that we have actually finished susan you done got good you got i did got good i did got good Returnal is conquered. It is yes. defeated. You did it. I did. Um, how do you feel about it? Because you, you had quite a journey. You had quite I a did. journey with this game. I did. I I got to a point... It's so funny because every time I got to the, the point of, okay, I'm apparently not going to be able to progress in this game. Uh, I'm done. I would get past whatever the next hurdle was. So yesterday mm-hmm. it was... Ugh, God, you know, I just don't know. I'm ever going to. I'm not even going to get to the final boss, let alone beat the final boss. Okay, then I got to and beat the final boss. So, hooray! I'm like, okay, I get now, I get to know what the heck this is all about. <laughs> no, I don't. No, you don't. <laughs> no, I don't. I do like. This is going to be spoilery, by the way. If you are interested in Returnal's story, fast forward, whatever. Close your ears. I don't know. Something. Go outside. Because we're going to talk about the plot. So the uh, the thing is, as you go through the game, the main character, Celine, has visions of things that happened in her past, it would seem. There's a house, the house she grew up in, 
is one of the rooms that she ends up going through with that her house will just suddenly be there. And first you'll find the key to let you in. And then you'll find the nightlight from the hallway and the, the, a child's walkie talkie and all this stuff from the kid. And the story starts to fill in bits about uh, an accident and mm-hmm. why Celine feels like she deserves to be stuck in this time loop on this planet. The In the ending, after you beat the game, before then, you there there's a news clipping about how the they were in a car crash. The mom ended up in a wheelchair, and that's what prevented her from becoming an astronaut. And then at the end of the game, Celine is the mom driving the car, who puts it over a bridge, tries to rescue her child, can't because tentacles pull her away. Eh. And we're back at the first. We're, we're back at the, the ship yeah, crash, right? And the and the thing, and the time loop begins again. Because because the 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 sleeper, the thing that is yeah. at the heart of the planet, as is what summons her away from that. Death, right. Even though it's also the thing that placed her at the moment of the death. All right. So you at we. <laughs> So you beat the game yesterday, you immediately text me and Dave, and you're like, the fuck was I supposed to take from this? (laughs) (laughs) And so I I feel like now, though, you know very much why I'm like, oh, these cats fucking love Silent Hill 2. Yeah. Because this game is, they made Silent Hill 2 in space. God bless them that they made Silent Hill 2 in space. Because like Silent Hill 2, you play the first half of the game, and you're like, what is this town full of fucking demons? And then you play the second half of the game, and you're like, man, am I in your brain this whole time? Yeah. <laughs> this, is ju- <laughs> this is just brain it's stuff. Just, is this just brain stuff? Uh, so, the way I interpret the ending is that it is just a straight-up James Sunderland riff. Yep. Is that you have two ways of looking at the events of Returnal. One way of looking at the event is the literal physical world interpretation of the end of Returnal, which is Celine is a woman who uh, was a professional scientist and uh, astronaut and explorer who was so intensely focused on career and achievement Mm -hmm. that she was neglecting uh, the world of her family to the point that it was affecting her health and... She, you know, in a in a, in a moment of like exhaustion, is driving in the car with her child, and takes her eyes off the road, goes off the road, gets in a car accident. Thinks she sees an astronaut in the middle of the road. By the way, halluc- ha- yeah, hallucinates seeing an astronaut mm-hmm. and uh, causes the death of her child. But also, in as part of this. She receives a message. She is she is susceptible to the call of this planet where there is this psychic vampiric entity that calls out to people who destroyed the entire society that lived there, much like a certain demon god that calls people to a town uh, mm. where mm. they're punished for their sins. Uh so that's that's the literal that's the literal version. She is she is called there, and because of her guilt over you know neglect of her family, 
uh, she she chooses to send herself to this hell planet, and then she's stuck there, much like James Sunderland is stuck in Silent Hill with mm-hmm. uh, with Pyramid Head. Or there's the metaphysical version, and the metaphysical version is the self-flagellation and the repetition and the is just personal, internalized. Uh, you're looking at a metaphor. You're playing a metaphor yeah. for her trauma. Because she One always comes back to the crash, feels guilty about it, and so she's never going to let herself escape because she doesn't deserve to because she killed her kid. This actually... Okay, so if you read all the... Did you get all the, the pieces of uh, yeah. the... Yeah, all okay. of the log. I got all, all of the logs. log and like, and how once you finish Act 2 and you beat Act 2, the log stops being uh, like insane poetry and, yeah. and babble and becomes the actual job logs again. Which yeah. seems to imply a person who was a professional, experienced a traumatic event... And has mm-hmm. been like throwing themselves even harder into work to recover. So here's here's where I'm at. Okay. She yeah, so she goes off the bridge, kid dies, mm-hmm. she's in a wheelchair, racked with guilt, mm-hmm. won't take her medication, because mm-hmm. you, you get you get uh, uh, some transcripts from her psychiatrist was like, Celine, why aren't you taking your meds? Because she goes into this world where she was able to go into space because the crash prevented her from, from mm-hmm. launching. So uh, in, in that world, she's in space and everything's fine. And Helios is her craft, is her spacecraft and not her dead kid. And by the way, if you named your kid Helios, we we really need to talk. Mm. I, Weird <laughs> choice. I like yeah. I like metaphor. <laughs> yeah, this isn't going to work out badly at all. Yeah, so uh, so that's that's where I'm coming down on it. And now I'm like, do I really want to go to the business of finding these six sun oh, fragments to do? Don't do it. Don't do it. Do you? Re- do you re- yeah, tell me. I'm tell me. Not, tell I'm, me. Do you want? All right. So yeah, I. Tell me. I um. I rocked that game. Fucking just destroyed it. No, <laughs> sorry. But I Susan rightly sent me a text message a week ago saying, "Anthony, you're a dickhead, and go fuck yourself for your tweets about uh, uh being beating this game again." Um, but did you actually but, beat it again? Uh, no, I did not play Act Two again. I'm not doing. I, I, <laughs> That's I, fair. Yeah, that's I, fair. I think. I think. I. 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 Uh, yeah. No, I'm. I'm good. I'm good. Um. So what happens is you get all the tchotchkes, and so you beat the final boss, and then it's like you can descend into the true depths. And when you get to the bottom of the world, you see Celine's car. It's at the bottom of the world. If you get bottom all of the, the and it's it's worth yeah. pointing out the last world is water, so yeah. it's the car at the bottom of yeah. the river that she it's put good. it in. Anyway, so uh, you. You get all the goo mm-hmm. and then that unlocks the key to the car. Oh, And that's snap. the final artic- artifact. Okay. And so you beat the final boss the second time, and then you can unlock the car, and you are treated to a scene wherein you just see, like, a desiccated, almost weird alien corpse 
sitting in the wheelchair who then Celine is in front of and it gets up and is like, Celine! And like grabs her. And that's it. That's the end of the game. <laughs> I'm sorry. I stopped listening after Beat the Boss a second time. Yeah, you have to you have to find all the Googas and then you have to beat all of them again. You have to beat Fuck the, you. all the bosses no. again. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah, that's now you know why I was like, fuck yeah, nope. this. Yeah, no. I'm good. No. No. Mm-mm. no. Um, like I am happy to go because the gunplay is so good in that game. It's so yeah. enjoyable. I will shoot things, I will look for gigas. I am not doing those bosses again. Fuck you. <laughs> I also like I those boss fights are fucking peerless. Like those boss fights are amazing. They are. But they like are. the final boss, like after so boss 4 of this game is one of the coolest encounters I've ever seen in any game. When you when you scale mm, the tower yeah. and Selene is talking about like being drawn by this song and there's this like bioorganic monster playing fucking Blue Oyster Cult on a building-sized organ. Like, it's cool. I was like, that was rad. And then you get to the final, final boss, and it looks like something from fucking R-Type. It's just like, yeah, I'm a skull in the ocean! (laughs) Shooting bullets at you! You should have never come to space, Earth person! Yeah, Yeah, you're not wrong. (laughs) What the fuck? The final confrontation's just like... Ah, you thought you were in an immersive narrative experience, but wrong. It's a fucking video game from 1991, stupid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm delighted by that, but also like, guys, come on. The big psychological showdown. Like, yeah. I, I've gone through this person's past and it's just a slimy skull octopus. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Susan, I I have been so excited for you to get to the end of the game because I'm very interested in like the con- the confrontation w- with like the reality of Celine and like it's like oh no it was a mom story the whole time yeah 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 how did you feel about that because uh, like oh it, oh I love that I love in this game yeah. because here's the thing. Normally when it's a mom story, it's, I have to go rescue my child, or I mm-hmm. have to do this for my child, or everything, because I love my baby, or, fine, great. <laughs> Maternal instinct is wonderful, uh-huh, cool. <laughs> I, <laughs> I really I love, I love that Celine's kind of a dick, first of all. Yeah. And... Yeah. The whole thing is she is is her racked with guilt for killing her kid. Mm-hmm. Was it an accident? Could it have been prevented? Mm, questionable. In her mind, it's her fault. Mm-hmm. And that kid did. And I I love that because it's the kind of portrayal that is usually given to a man. Yes. Women are female characters are not usually allowed to be unlikable to and especially with regard to a child, the life or death of a child, not able to be culpable, right? Mm. Unless 
it's made ex- it it will happen but they'll make it extremely clear that it's a tragic accident oh no it couldn't like oh she she you know her kid was in the bathtub and she just turned her back for a second but then she was getting something out of the closet and oh no something fell on her head and she knocked her out and oh like it's that kind of ridiculousness to make sure that she's blameless because the idea that women are not good not nurturing not good mothers Mm. not is very very uncomfortable for people when the truth is some women shouldn't be mothers some women are are assholes like that that it's just true right so i i very much enjoyed that because it's not really about her being a mom it's about her being self-absorbed and it's just and it's just about her. Like, yes. The thing yeah. that is fucking incredible about Returnal to me is that it is it is such a panacea to the the rote repetition of Sony's AAA family times. Uh, yep. We're and we're five years deep into Sony's AAA family times. Fucking Uncharted Four, God of War, uh, Last of Us One and Two, and Death Stranding for that matter. Mm-hmm. All hey, look! At, what if Prestige TV was a video game? Mm. And all, all of them are about like a parent struggle, parent struggle, yeah, yeah. and coming to terms with parents. But it's all fucking external. Like it's never like Last of Us is not about Joel. Like right. you are observing the drama that surrounds them. Uncharted. It is about the like the burying of the traumas associated with the family that created you, and then having one last great adventure before starting your own. Blah 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 blah. blah. Uh, they're not character studies. They're dramas. Right. Yeah. Returnal is a fucking deeply intense character study, and mm-hmm. is fucking awesome for it. Like, yeah. ah, man, it's so. I. 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 <laughs> I do wish that, like, I guess I like would have liked a little bit more explicit story. Yeah. But I, I think that the the way they did it is preferable because I don't think breaking Celine's isolation is worth what you would have gotten from having another character there. Oh for yeah, her no, no, to no, no. Bounce off of to like give you a little bit more exposition. Imagine you know <laughs> just, I mean? yeah. just like robot voice that you talk to in your head right. or something. Yeah, like right. a que- like a cute mascot character that. No. Oh and, god, like Navi or something yeah. going along <laughs> yeah. with Celine. And like the, uh, the other thing, I, I I love talking about how it's uh, uh, it's so narcissistic. She makes herself the 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 god of this yeah. of this civilization of sentience. She makes herself the one that caused their downfall. And yeah. that's like, girl, honey. <laughs> mm. Maybe maybe you should have spent a little more time with the therapist. Yeah, go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> therapy. <laughs> I can't get over the parallels between this game and Silent Hill 2. Yeah. Because yeah. Silent Hill 2 does have the benefit of these other people for James to bounce off of. Mm-hmm. And Celine does get that too, but it's always herself. It's yeah. always, oh, that was another version of me. That was that wasn't me. It was I'm just hearing myself rather than her like encountering like, you know, a woman who talks to herself and is just like, I see things burning all the time. Yeah. Don't you? <laughs> 
a uh, tree made of eyes. What? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, are are you going to keep playing it at all? Like, but don't go for the third ending. It's just so. Oh dumb. no, I'm not. Just I'm, watch look, it. <laughs> yeah, like no, House Mark. I am not fighting those bosses again. Although there's a patch out for the game tomorrow that rebalances it. Among other oh, that's things. interesting. Yeah, uh, part of it is, because I was, I was saying this on Twitter, uh, I don't have credit for most of the trophies that I've earned in the game, so they're fixing that. Great. Awesome. And, uh, it, you know, if they rebalance it in a way, because this is the thing, because it's the uh, random, you can walk into the very first room and it's just instant death. Like, I got one mm-hmm. run where the first room had a mini boss in it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to die, obviously. So, because I got this little tiny pistol that you start with, and it's got nothing, and... Uh, right? Yeah. So, uh, so I- I'd be curious to see how, how the rebalancing of the difficulty goes. I'm also interested to see how it goes now that I know so much about the game and you, I've unlocked so much in the game uh, I don't know we'll see I, I I would be I'm not I'm not saying do this but I would be fascinated to see what it was like for you if you did what I did last week um, in my there is no way on God's green earth I'm doing that no <laughs> absolutely not no. Like, fuck this save file I'm doing it yeah nope <laughs> uh, but like the thing is, is I I think that if you started from zero again, yeah, I, I don't think your experience would be too dramatically different from mine. Oh yeah, where yeah. Like, no. Where you're like I I now know the rhythm of this thing so intimately that I, you could just punish it. Um, yeah, but also I mean also even just stuff like knowing, don't worry about that ledge with the light on it because you're not going to be able to get to it until you get the grapple. Don't worry about the yeah. water. You can't. You can't. It'll kill you. Like the, at least. Yep. A third of my deaths were just learning the those parts of the game. You know, like totally. a third was legit death. A third mm-hmm. was that. And then a third was me just being stupid slash lazy slash experimenting. <laughs> like, maybe I'll try the rocket launcher and see how that is. Oh, that sucks. I'm dead. Yeah, that was, that was my third act experience. That's why, like, I, like after you know beating the game properly mm. i like nearly you know uh, tripled my deaths yeah uh, because i was just like yeah let's just see how this goes maybe yeah. i could talk to them uh, <laughs> you can't talk to them i'm gonna tell you no. that right now no uh no. dave you're 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 ensconced in other things you're not you're not putting too much time into Returnal. You, did you start it? Did you get it? Yeah, I got... I like. I spent maybe an hour and a half in it. Died a yeah. couple times. It's that, it's good, but I just... I, I want... To, like, if I devote myself to it, I want like to, to get into it. <laughs> I wouldn't, I just, I wouldn't I recommend to anyone going... Going from Returnal to Resident Evil Village... A plus experience because you go from like everything is the most serious and the most dangerous <laughs> to just being like you want to buy a fish from a fat guy and then shoot a werewolf like sure man okay yeah. <laughs> I have questions because this is about this is exactly what I'm about to do yeah 
I played an hour of Resident Evil 8, and I'm like, oh, I'm back in a really brown village again. <laughs> Just I don't, power through. Power through. Because, like, at the end of 90 minutes, you're going to be in a nice castle. There's going to be vampire ladies. But, like, it's... it's you, video, Resident Evil Village wants you to know, Susan, that you were playing a video game-ass video game. Okay. It's, it's video game town. Um, don't wipe any expectation of Resident Evil 7 quality from your mind. Just Oh yeah, that's long gone. That's yeah. Just put it over to the side because you're yeah. not getting any of that. Yeah. Um yeah, Dave, more like, I don't know. Like totally like 2. Uh 2, but not 2 remake. Oh, interesting. Like, okay. Like actual 2 where like you know, like actual 2. Actual 2 where it's just like and now you're in the basement of the cop station where there's a giant alligator. There's yep, like yep, it's, okay. it's that. Yep. It's that. Yep. Um, got it. Got it. I'll, okay, I'm done with that. Yeah. Uh, Dave. So you rather Wait, uh, than mm, I'm gonna stop oh. you there actually because we gotta start wrapping this up because yeah, the showcase start... is gonna start. Yeah. Start. We're gonna oh. bring it on home, everybody. Uh, well, I thought it started at ten. Does it start at ten? It's start no ni- uh, nine thirty your time. Oh okay. Oh the pre-show. Pre there's always a pre-show. Oh wait, so- is it okay? You know what? I'm gonna check. Okay. <laughs> X. That's fine. Dave, make a time make a timestamp for Bill. Oh no, yeah. this is going to the show. <laughs> well, we're doing <laughs> no, a live. I'm all this shit no, in here. Well, while she's looking it up, I oh, can, no, like, you're right. It's you're right. It doesn't start until yep, you're right. It's okay. Okay, so we got we got time? Ooh. All right. We got time. That's what we I thought. Okay. I just I, yep. I just wanted to make sure that we were we were good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, we're good. Okay. So I want I want to hear about the the game where you've been shooting people delicately as opposed to Oh no. Uh, oh no. No, you pick up a hammer and you <laughs> wing it at someone's head and then they what? fall down. Uh <laughs> Oh no. It's a oh, Hitman. Oh, it's the best video game. Oh, it's so good. So I got Hitman 3 on PS5. Um but the thing is, is I had never played... I played a little bit of one uh, back when I was writing about stuff for Games Radar. Never played two. But I I had both of them. Like, I, I, I had a code for one. And I picked up two, like, the gold edition on sale uh, for ten bucks, like, over the holidays. Because what I knew going into three was the way that they've handled the series is the way that I wish, like, all video games... Or like at least attempted to handle a series that is meant to carry progress, to carry narrative from one game to the other. So the way it works is uh, if you buy Hitman 3 and you either have physical copies or digital copies of 1 and 2, you can uh, the game will recognize that you own those and then you can download all of the levels from one and two all of the dlc all of like everything and it's all contained in a single campaign menu where all of your progress carries from the beginning of the game to the end all of your unlocks all of the like the the leveling up that you do as you're completing objectives all the points that you earn everything moves with you so what I did, I just I started at the beginning. I started okay, training level, boom, move into one, and they they updated all of the levels from one and two to exist within this new engine in three. 
And playing it this way, seeing the evolution of ideas, seeing how um, how they they add new different mechanics, and they they from they added some some stuff to two that I think that they wrapped back into one as well, like the ability to like grab people off of ledges and stuff, like Assassin's Creed. Um, it was great. Like it, it just it felt like Hitman one through three was a single coherent thought as opposed to a jumble of like like okay i I put the hitman one disc in and i finished the game Mm. and then i put the hitman two disc in and like everything's kind of the same but it's a little different um and like by the time you get to hitman three uh like you're invested in it's 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 the story is it's it's like it's like returnal and that like the story is like super serious about itself like like people talking about oh the the shadow broker is the or the was it the shadow client is hiring us to do all these jobs and there's this the guy who's like part of the secret organization who's only referred to as the constant Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and everyone says these words with just like 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 utter seriousness it's but the gameplay is so stupid and funny <laughs> like one of the missions in two is you are infiltrating a hotel where you're trying to kill this jared leto fucking six seconds to mars looking motherfucker i'm in already and you one of the mission stories so like because the way that it, it um like you can just kind of go in and, and approach the mission however you want, but there are also quote unquote mission stories where it will direct you to sections of the map where you can overhear conversations and get an idea for like how to um, get like a, a weapon that you need or a costume that mm. you need to infiltrate the the mission and perform a very specific objective. So it's a way to like give you like a guided path while still giving you opportunity to um, make things up on the fly if you need to and one of the ones was like oh yeah you can um there there's a new drummer coming to to try out for this band so you find the drummer you knock him out you take his costume and it's just again it's it's like bald ass agent 47 in this like 20 something ass hipster fucking like hawaiian shirt and shorts and his little hat and it goes up and like yeah why don't you go play the drums and agent 47 just sits down at the drums and, of course and, of course and, he does yeah, just perfect and then they're like yeah 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 no man and then like the the singer guy is like let's let's have a little secret meeting what if we started our own little side project i think you know what's going on here and you're like yeah that's great and you're up on the roof and you just he's looking over the roof and you shove him off the roof and he dies <laughs> and then you leave uh again just like uh, funny funny but getting to experience everything from beginning to end in one spot like it everything just felt like this elegant evolution so by the time you get to three and you're doing the mission where you're inside a british manor solving a murder mystery <laughs> wait wait there's a knife man there's a knives out level, Susan. There's like a oh like a level God, that's, that's just knives out. Yeah, because the I whole point that. of that level is that you're trying to get this MacGuffin that will give you like the information you need to take the secret organization down. They've been building up to this moment, and it's like this character that um, they faked their death, and now they're like, actually, I'm alive, and like they have to like. <laughs> 
deal with like family stuff uh like the fallout from that with their like rich family so you find this like this detective is like showing up at the gates of this house and you're just like i flipped a coin into a bush knocked him out put on the detective costume <laughs> and i'm the detective now and yeah like the, they just you go around this manor and you're like because what you're trying to do is solve this manner or solve the mystery to get into the good graces with the woman uh, who's like the head of the family who pretended to kill herself. So you can use that as leverage to then get the information that you need from her. Uh, it's, it's incredible. Like, like it's, it, it, but the thing is like, as it, like, it, I don't think it would have hit the same if I had just jumped into Hitman three. If yeah, I had this build up to that moment, and then I just like it got me thinking, like because right around the time that I started playing Hitman Three, the Mass Effect trilogy came out on PS4. Sure. Mm-hmm. And hearing people talk about that and remembering the way that the marketing worked for that game, and the way that like it, it was very clear that EA wanted you to know, like, oh no, if you've never played Mass Effect before, Mass Effect Three is actually a perfect place to jump in right. and start. It's like, what do you know? And like by virtue of 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 saying that, of making that decision when you're making this game to go like because because sequel three needs to sell more than sequel two we need to sell to people who have never played sequel two or, or the original game so we need to make this game in a way that it makes sense for people who've never touched mass effect before and i think that that informs some decisions in how they approach character arcs how they approach how your choices pulled over from and you know we like we could talk all day about whether it was successful at doing that or not but i think that like if they had said like no no like what if we made a single and it probably you know wasn't really feasible at the time just given right. the nature of the 360 and how like digital content work and all this stuff but having a single place where you you log into mass effect and the game that you bought mass effect one when you buy mass effect two it's just there or if EA sold a copy of the game that had all of it in there, then that solves the problem, right? Yeah. Because every like you would just assume that everyone has this copy of the game. It's just it's one of those things. It's like movies have figured out. I just got a copy of uh, John Wick chapters one through three on 4K Blu-ray for fifteen dollars. It's a box nice. set. Yeah, like John Wick three's out, and it's like, well, I've never seen one or two. Oh, here's a box set with all of them for you at a discounted price, so you can enjoy them all at once. Watch them in a row if you want, or don't. It's up to you. But like, like just, I feel like games need to get better at doing stuff like that. Of realizing that, like, rather than trying to sell old games at like sixty dollars still to people who've never played the sequel pack it in there make a version that contains it all so yeah yeah you solve the problem they couldn't have done it like they they could not there's no way it would have worked for mass effect one two and three and like not least of which because like bioware was still an independent entity at the beginning of that arc and they weren't at the end yeah and it was it was very much a like you know like (laughs) Mass Effect 1 had to actually, like, sell in order for them to mm-hmm. even make Mass Effect 2 at all, and the market had changed so dramatically in those years that they were like, mm. oh, 
I don't even know if we can make it like it was last time. But now, like, Hitman 3 is one of those remarkable things where you're like, look at the way technology has actually progressed. Here is a way that, like, technology has actually pushed things forward. Because now you can actually do that with the game. And it's weird uh, to see Hitman sort of embrace the success of a much smaller game by an independent studio now that io is independent the model for hitman is shovel knight like shovel knight being like we made a great game and then we have another game that's more of that game but like now it's specter knight now it's uh oh god uh, what was the other one it was like plague knight and then night knight and yeah like they've made there are technically five Shovel Knight games at this point. Wow, I had no and, idea. Yeah, because they they were like, oh, well, it's another campaign expansion. I see. But, but each of them has their own unique title, mm-hmm. and then they can keep selling the game as Shovel Knight Treasure Trove, and then you get everything. Uh, or you can buy these things a la carte. Like, and, and Hitman is the only AAA that has sort of taken on that model and made it incredibly successful. I, man, I, I want to see, I want to see more, you know, single player games take that on. And just like, if somebody told me that, you know, in a year there would be another Returnal campaign and it's like, you're in a completely different place, but it's a similar gameplay model. And, a different character sort of going through something similar and they were like yeah you could just get that as part of the copy of returnal you have or somebody could go out and get returnal 2 and it comes with returnal 1 that would be fucking great please do that so moon um, crash so moon cra- exactly moon mm-hmm. crash okay moon crash moon crash for days uh and like and dishonored and uh this what was the name of the 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 DLC for Dishonored 2. That's really good. Mark of the Outsider? Yes. Thank you. There you go. Um, yeah. Or, or Wolfenstein. They've been doing that with Wolfenstein, except for the Wolfenstein expansions are terrible. These <laughs> 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 games are so good, and then the expansions are fucking terrible. <laughs> Every single time. Um, everybody, we are we're, we're going to bring it home because E3 is about to start, literally, as we're recording this. Uh, we will on the next episode talk about Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart mm. because Dave and I have both been playing it. The one, the one like note I will throw out there about Ratchet and Clank right now is Dave, you're talking about Hitman and like the sort of model for releasing games that's really successful. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I playing Ratchet and Clank, I've realized that it's a kind of a lost art form. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. It's the old style of new gen sequel where they're like, do you remember how we came up with a really successful type of game and characters that you like and the type of play style and then new tech came out? We just made it bigger and prettier. Uh, Welcome to Rift Apart. Yeah, it's a PS2 (laughs) game that looks very nice. And that's that's what I want. Don't you guys don't you guys miss uh when like it would be like, nah, you played Metroid, what about Super Metroid? Oh, you played Super Mario World? What about Super Mario 64? It's the same thing, but new stuff making it happen. Um so Dave and I'll probably have both beaten that by the next time and we'll be able to talk about it. Dave, 
Who the hell is going to get their homes organized by German Raymond? <laughs> <laughs> Our oh, Patreon God. backers at patreon.com slash continue. German Rayman is such a... I... Okay. Uh, an orderly life begins with an orderly home! <laughs> I see that you have taken all of your DS games out of the cases. We will get them back in in their proper spot and arrange them on the shelf. Alpha- alphabetically. <laughs> okay. We'll should... arrange them by genre, not alphabetically. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, Raymond, he's, he's he, off the deep he, end he now. Has, he has his own process. Uh... <laughs> Special shoutouts to, God damn it, Toast, uh, <laughs> Doom Cow, Adam Gauntlet, Adam Condra, Michael Coffee, The Fancy Manatee, Stormshot, Double Taco, Matthew Peters, Denton Brock, Gluttony107, Frank Sands, Tyler Nilsson, Shane Nilsson, Yaddle, Ryan Brady, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Skip Dippity, Tim Chesson, Ryan Mance, Canonical, Tom Coveney, Caleb Houston, and Nick Rugen. I'm trying not to laugh. <laughs> He has his own process. <laughs> I use the software on my iPad. I can arrange my director if I wanted to. Do not come to me with your book about feng shui. I do not care about the energy flow to your home. I care about efficiency and cleanliness. Get out of here, Marie Kondo. You have no place here. You have no place here. I do not want to see your Instagram influencer page, Marie Kondo. I will have order! <laughs> and the fat, the fat blue guy comes over and just ruins everything. His arms all over the place. Oh. Oh. You can back this show. You can. You can do. You can have That's this a, program. It is a choice you can make. You can do it if you go to patreon.com slash continue podcast. And if you cannot, you should go and share the show with people because they who doesn't want to hear this kind of content? Um, <laughs> follow us at twitter.com slash continue pod. Susan, where can people find you? I don't know. <laughs> Please don't find me. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Susan Art. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> He has his own process. Uh, <laughs> Dave, where are you on the internet? Find me on Twitter at David Robots and uh, twitch.tv slash continue podcast fitfully. Uh, fitfully. <laughs> fitfully, yeah. Just most of the time just playing Game Boy stuff. The TV Dang. remote must be rested vertical on the coffee table. I do not want to see a horizontal controller in my home! It's okay, chaos. no, he's he's right. right. He's right on that, though. I, yeah, because it has to point at the TV. Come on. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, every, every, everybody's everybody's read German Rayman's book. No arms, no legs, orderly home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, you can. I guess you can fucking follow me at a John Agnello on Twitter. See shit like this. Alright. We'll see we'll see you after E3, everybody. Happy E3, everybody. Good E3 to you. Blessed E3. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>